0: Thank you for listening to Mailbox Money, your guided tour through safe, sacred, and speculative investing with a plan and a purpose to do more good with the newfound peace of mind. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Mailbox Money. I am excited about this episode. Uh, The title of this episode is called Bank Yourself, and I think that this is a really powerful concept to understand because it. Once you understand this and, and can think through this, it unlocks a, a lot of potential to to better yourself financially. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about this concept of banking yourself. We're going to explain what we mean, what Ryan means by bank yourself. We're going to talk about how you can better your financial situation by cutting out the middleman and the friction and friction points in different aspects of your portfolio. Uh, And then also we're going to end on something that's um, kind of fun that we believe that the markets are rigged. So what we mean by that, how you can better your financial situation and what in the world we mean by bank yourself and the entire journey here through, you know, the,
1: I think it'll be be pretty clear to those listening that we have a different version of fun as uh, hardcore <laughs> nerds, so um, yeah. hopefully a, a few will make it to the end. And also, you're going to give some free advice if you happen to work at a bank. We're going to make sure we don't piss off everybody in the <laughs> entire industry we're about to completely obliterate. Um, and I kind of mean that because I've been inside the belly of the beast of the largest global bank at the time. I have no stones to throw. I learned a lot um, over a decade mostly what not to do, and taking pages out of a playbook, and process of elimination, which I think a lot of good businesses result from not starting out with the answer in mind, but arriving there. And I've always asked this exact same question of any beginning investor. And before you think it's dumbed down or too simple, remember one of our holy grail principles around here is that deeply informed simplicity is actually the very best plan. So. What I'm about to say is actually what I do with 100% of my own money too, so it's not just for beginners. So hopefully, um, that can apply to a whole lot of different kinds of people that may be listening, and we're grateful that you are, and we'll share everything that we've learned. So when I say bank yourself, I just I like to trigger a few thoughts, even in my own kids at the supper table. What do you think happens to the dollar bill that you hand to the bank, and can we follow it along the way and learn anything before they give you back your percent perhaps if you're lucky um and kind of you you open the proverbial vault and very generally they divide their assets into risk-free on their balance sheet which they have to do by charter because while they don't have all their money if you came and asked for it they need to be able to return money and deposits if somebody did ask um, they, they can't yeah, take some chances with all of it. So they have risk-free. They own bonds. They own treasuries. They own tax-free municipal bonds, risk-free. And then, because they've covered their obligations of short-term needs, they can invest the remainder in a combination of, as you and I call it, Jackson, sacred investments that they feel really, really, really strongly about. And they may even take some speculative investments with the rest. And, earning a higher rate of return with some risk. And then they keep all of that spread before they return you the 0.04%. And make no mistake, they provide a great service. It is safe. It is there. I still have a small bank account. But for my larger nest egg, the one I'm, I'm really working hard to try to contribute to, I need my money working a lot harder for me than working for somebody else. And to be clear, they're not evil. They're not out to steal your money. The, 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 all the politics and the negative story, they, they have a fiduciary obligation. And, and think about this. They are a for-profit business for their shareholders, not their customers. They have to return money to their shareholders. They are not trying. And I'll, I'll give you an exact quote. You, you love when I read during live videos and podcasts. So I'm gonna, This is the only thing I'm going to read because i found it in one of these large firms annual reports and i quote interest rates are established periodically and may seek to pay a rate as low as possible based on prevailing market and business conditions nobody reads the footnotes of annual reports except for you and me and a couple of our close nerds but circle that and say wait what and that's how we start. You can turn all of this around and start cutting out these middle layers and friction points and do the exact same things that the bank is doing. And that's what we mean by bank yourself.
0: So I'm I want I'm a big fan of kind of painting pictures and, and just kind of helping put this in context. So whether you're, like I was, opened my very first bank account for my uh, personal finance merit badge and Boy Scouts. And I think my interest rate was a about 5%, if I remember right. Um, but just kind of walking through this, or whether you're a big company and you're, you're opening up a new account to deposit you know, cash reserves or whatever, you take the money, you put it into the bank account, the bank takes your money, they have to leave some there, but then they're free to go out and invest it in a mix of safe investments, you know, bonds, treasuries, whatever it is, sacred investments, you know, higher risk with a greater return, and then even more speculative investments that offer potentially much higher return they make all of that interest with your money and then they bring it in they keep it and they give you a tiny little tiny little amount into your savings account and i i i laugh every time i get an email from my my bank or my credit union they say whoa our savings accounts rates have increased and it's like oh cool you know all of the money i have there you just emailed me to tell me you're going to give me 87 cents more per year, you know, but I know that they're making a lot. You look at the buildings that they have and you look at just when you walk into a bank, at least it used to feel this way. It was kind of a, when I remember being a kid, it was a nice place to go. You always wondered what was going on and how it worked. And so the concept is, you know, we can learn a lot from what they're doing because they're huge institutions. They have tens of thousands of employees and they pay dividend track records. So what they're doing with money happens to be ours works and can teach us what we can do for ourselves instead of giving them all of the money and then we get a tiny small we can just simply kind of imitate what they're doing with our money well i, I remember those
1: visits as a kid too and that, that was back when you know the bankers were wearing suits and ties and everybody's scurrying around answering questions relationships in the community and i always went for a much bigger purpose there was an orange sucker at, the secretary's desk of who my mom and my, my mom and dad didn't have a whole lot of money to talk about so when they went in there it was a big deal um not to get too deep into the weeds but the history of all this is that those community banks by and large don't exist anymore they are large publicly traded for profit of shareholders institutions now um, when i went back um recently um and, and was uh, not apprehended what would be the right word when you're kind of just physically grabbed not accosted that sounds too physical (laughs) you're you're a jujitsu guy what would it be when you just kind of arm bar a guy or something what would you call that
0: uh like when you're the one performing the arm bar
1: no i was getting barred by the bank Uh, bank manager
0: he got submitted
1: can I ask why you just took a picture of the bowl of suckers, sir? Because I don't think you, when you start pulling your camera out near their computers, they probably get a little nervous. Although I would notice they have 19 cameras for some reason on, on the wall looking at me. Um, that was, you know, this is 40 years or so later when I saw that bowl of suckers. It just triggered that memory. Um, the really, really neat thing, when I asked them, I said, when's the last time? remember they used to have the rates on the on the wall they would even when's the last time somebody asked you about this savings rate I I just wanted to be updated rates are going up a little bit inflation's shooting higher I'm still at 0.04 got it and she said nobody ever asks us that sir and I stopped and I thought and we wrote a deep dive about it and we're gonna keep talking about it in this series and add more possible solutions you know the next level of banking yourself once you just understand what that concept means so owning the store that if rates are going up what they're giving you is not only not going up they've actually slightly declined then they are making a bitter bigger fatter profit margin and i look at the dividend streams of the banks now now i'm not being a customer i want to be a stakeholder of them you know considerably higher than any version of fixed income you can get from them as a customer so let's not just bank ourselves let's go own the bank which you can do in any size, amount, or account. And every one of those, you think you know little bitty basis points don't matter. And I do think there's a little apathy and laziness, frankly, which is one of the things we want to disrupt with the show with better understanding and access. But all those little bitty pennies add up. And and if it's a little more colorful example, I I looked recently um, with folks that don't think too much about penny slots in Vegas. And then we just had the Super Bowl just doubled the all-time record and sportsbook, an average month is seventy-two million dollars for Vegas. Craps, forty-one million. Roulette, thirty-six million. Penny slots, three hundred and twenty-eight million dollar hold for that bank. And I've always said, be the rake. Don't be on either side of the table. Be the rake. Be the bank.
0: You know, there's a there's an interesting thing I, that I think is worth talking about. So if if the banks are publicly traded companies they have a fiduciary duty, like you said, to their shareholders, right? And it's important to distinguish shareholders from savers at the bank um, because what you'll see oftentimes, instead of, you know, if rates are going up and banks are more profitable, they won't just out of their own, you know, goodwill and love to their customers. They won't increase the rate that you get in your money market or your savings account or in your CDs but they will increase their dividends. And so I think that that speaks to what you're talking about of, don't be a customer of the bank, be the bank. You know, it's obviously not a recommendation to go out and buy, you know, just all the bank stocks you can because you need to do some homework there, but the increase in dividends dramatically, or paid by the banks dramatically outpaces the increase, even in an environment where rates are going up. And so th- that's just kind of cluing it into, all right, if you have a lot of cash sitting around, You know what can you do with the money to better yourself how much cash should i have what you know what's prudent here should i just go drain my bank accounts or or, you know like how do we kind of navigate through that process of deciding to how much cash to have in the bank and then with the rest of it putting it into the three s's of a portfolio
1: so just walking that dollar back and and thinking about and we can't it sounded simple but just the art and the discipline of dividing safe money before sacred money that's where a lot of people mess up and so they they, this sounds great but there's friction points and middlemen for a reason some people don't have the discipline to have safe money if you are merely willing to do that then you can start to allow yourself after you've cut out those friction and middlemen you have extra money every single year by the way you can speculate you did Offer some colorful advice if you happen to be a banker because some of that, you don't just have to have beautifully boring tax free municipal bonds, blue chip dividend paying stocks, but you can open your eyes to a whole world of speculation. What if the, the industry really, really gets disrupted in an area that you are the foremost expert on? Just give them a little idea and, and your colorful advice for a banker if you, if you were still in those walls.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that not many bankers follow me on Twitter because I tweeted this out the other day. I said, And if I worked at a bank, I would hedge my job by owning a decentralized finance portfolio. And so unpacking what that really means is, we've talked about the three S's in a portfolio, and and there's a speculative uh, side of investing, which is exciting and fun to talk about. Inside of that speculative sleeve of investing, um, innovation is occurring. So we, we do invest in innovations, and one of the technologies that I think and that we're seeing innovate the banking system is cryptocurrency, specifically decentralized finance. And so decentralized finance is basically a bank-like system that exists on a blockchain. So if you are a saver, you can put money, they call it staking, into this protocol. Think of it as like a metaverse bank, right? It's 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 a program or a A smart contract that's acting as a bank and then on the other side of that just like in the banking world you have borrowers and so if somebody wants to borrow money in the crypto world they can borrow from these platforms and then they pay interest but the difference is between the banking system and the decentralized financial system is that the cost of running this in DeFi is so much lower than the cost of running a traditional you know bank and so Perhaps the smart contract takes a little bit of uh, fee. You know, maybe it's the equivalent to what the banks will pay you in your, you know, the traditional banks will pay you in your savings account. But then the rest of it just gets passed right along to the saver. And so it cuts out all of the fluff. It cuts out all of the inefficiencies. It modernizes this entire system. We, we know that banking and lending and borrowing will exist in the future. That's not going to get innovated away. That's a principle that's gonna be here for a long time but can we, make, can we use technology to make this more efficient to better both sides of this? And I think that that's one of the things in this speculative sleeve of investing that gets us really excited, especially me, it's something that we pay pretty close attention to.
1: And if we wanna fall all the way down that rabbit hole, we'll go a little past our 25-minute mark today, and we'll do a 25-hour series. Chop, um, if you want, I, I, we are going, these simple concepts, we're gonna go deep but we're going to make them accessible, hopefully, and understandable to all. We will absolutely have future episodes with the great one and only, one of the true pioneers in our entire industry in digital assets and cryptocurrency, Jackson Wood, going deep. And I'll be the one asking questions. But again, at its simplest, most basic level, safe, sacred, and speculative, you know, banking yourself is also the, the other concept or way to look at it is if you unpackage and unbundle all this stuff, All those simple organic ingredients, we just talked about one in each, they're the most sophisticated ways to invest as well. Everything we just talked about is where literally all of my own investments are, as with yours. Um, I, I want just to kind of share both sides, as we always do. When folks do think that the markets are rigged, or that the banks, or brokers, or some people, the overall market, the entire system is out to get them. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a behavioral psychologist, but I'm gonna I'm guess there may be something more going on there <laughs> and, that we may need to. I know I look in the mirror uh, every day. Don't always like what I see, but I'm, I'm gonna be honest with myself. I got some issues to solve with discipline before I blame anybody else. And a discipline plan answers a lot of questions. But I do think, and I'm gonna I'm a say it loudly and proudly, I do think the markets are rigged for the little guy and all the fat cats and evil Wall Street. What I mean by that is to follow the the concept of banking yourself and being an owner of the bank one day, along with a lot of other businesses. What I mean by that is can you imagine the opportunity with any extra dollar to work your tail off all day, which, by the way, is the secret ingredient and why most people have a dysfunctional relationship with the market. They think it's up to the market to make them money. The greatest trick the devil ever played is convincing investors that it was the investing part that was most important. It's the working part for two reasons. You work your tail off, you save, you're going to treat those dollars very differently than if you got them any other way. You go home after that hard day's work and with any extra dollar, you have the opportunity to then employ it by owning several businesses around the world, employing millions of people overnight, nonstop for you as the owner, as a stakeholder of that company, and hopefully a portfolio of companies, while you are sleeping just a few hours, because you want to get up and work hard and do it even better now, because I see I could own another dollar of those, some of them are probably solving tomorrow's problems that we're all going to be worried about. And those problems should be solved with a gigantic profit margin. And those aren't evil either and when some of that profit is returned to you in a dividend and the next night you sleep, you get an automatic bonus of being able to reinvest that dividend for free and own a bigger piece of that company. And one of the secret ingredients is you're too busy at work to worry about what the market's doing. That system is rigged, rigged in an unbelievable way for the little guy and everybody else in between. That makes me excited. That's why we like to evangelize this good news and this truth of capitalism that is accessible we mess it up and our industry does a horrible job i think intentionally of wanting this to be confusing um it doesn't have to be and we're going to share with you how you can do it yourself if you ever need help or a guide we're certainly here but i get excited about that system in some ways those simple playbooks will absolutely outperform the most sophisticated and complicated because those are often riddled with layers of i have so much more money now i need to have the, the thought process in America, we keep collecting things the more we get, mm-hmm. it's the wrong direction. We get a whole bunch. Now we have more taxes and more costs. Um, and we'll dive into a, a few of those
0: examples a, as well. I love that entire picture or thought process of going to work, you know, taking extra money and investing it and you own equity and ownership in companies that will solve problems and pay you dividends. I think that's just a really kind of elegant way to explain this. And in reality, that's that's what we're doing here. That's how you can retire and have income when you're no longer employed or you, you're, not, you're not waking up every day. And it's just a really powerful concept that a lot of people have a difficult time kind of connecting. Um, I wanna talk about, I wanna bring in DeFi really quick. And then I wanna talk about why I think that immediately without the advancement of technology, you can, Kind of do what DeFi is trying to do in your overall portfolio. So decentralized finance is a fancy term. Cryptocurrency is a fancy term. Um, A lot of people get intimidated by the technology and understanding what all these words mean, but in reality, what DeFi is trying to do is to just make the system more efficient. If you boil it down to its primary goal, it's to make the financial system more efficient and have better outcomes for the little guy, right? to rig the market even more in favor of individuals that are participating in, in the market. And I think that there's a lot to be said in terms of getting rid of excess layers and fees and middlemen. So one of the your favorite images is the, the 314 pound jockey, right? You think about the race, all jockeys are not- I can't
1: sp- not smile every time you bring that up. It's impossible for me to not smile because we actually have this, gigantic original art commission cartoon on our wall here and imagine a 314 pound jockey and the artist did a great job because he shoved a bunch of brokerage statements and bank fees in (laughs) in his back pockets he's kind of spilling over and the horse is just gasping for air what are your chances to win a horse race (laughs) if your jockey is 314 pounds and and where that number came from originally is we were doing a big deep dive case study on the most popular mutual funds and traditional products that were being advised on by some some good advisors bankers brokers Um, but the most popular ones were also extremely expensive and when you add it all together the purpose of that deep dive was most folks are not aware of some of the variable layer of costs they may be able to quote an internal expense ratio if you're really really good or can see the underlying fee, or might remember what they're being charged. When I mean, you added them all together in this particular study, and it's still more accurate than you would believe. And and, and everything uh, you're talking about, decentralized and unpacking—that's your and, and your world is a lot more popular when you go down that DeFi world. I, I'm a digital dinosaur, and I still am back to the banks and the brokers. But there's a perfect combination here, because what I'm talking about is happening to the wealthiest investors today. I see them all the time. I see their statements. We do a forensic x-ray. And if you're paying 3.14% on average when you add up all those expenses, some of them do not have to be disclosed because they're variable. Um, that was where the 314 pound jockey analogy came to mind. 3.14% per year. You know, Imagine slashing that. And taking 100 200 200 more than 200 basis points out of that every year and back to where we started the bank 10 trillion dollars is only giving you four basis points 0.04 there's a free free 200 plus basis points no risk need to be taken just by removing friction and layer points and this happens I I won't say anything as controversial as it's stolen from people, but when you can get a notice that you might not pay attention to and you don't need to sign that says, oh, by the way, we're moving your cash savings or your sweep account, and they have a bunch of different names for it now than when the original community bank started. Unless you let us know, you're going to be going from this savings rate, money market rate, savings account rate, to this one. Um, I've seen those firms make more money in an instant than guys like Bernie Madoff took several years to make and that's a completely ridiculous comparison except for it's real money either way actually Madoff's victims almost all of them got all their money back I can't say the same for these other now it's up to us and it's up to us to reunite you with those those dollars that's a lot of money that we can get back without any risks being taken which add two percent per year to your savings with the dis, I mean, you're talking about buying yourself ten, fifty, a hundred thousand dollar a year jobs in retirement, which we've shown for people we can do in day one just by re- removing friction points. That's a serious deal. Everybody wants to talk about making money in the market. These are removing unforced errors.
0: The banks hate them. <laughs> walk around the with some. The armor. banks
1: hate me. That's that is true.
0: And and me, I'm 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 going to be on your team. We can tag team. No, it's – it's and what I love about this is there hasn't been any talk about increased performance or increased returns. All we're talking about is putting the jockey on a diet and making the race more competitive. And that, when you compound that out over the course of someone's entire career, those extra dollars that they're deploying each night or each paycheck into their 401k or to their IRAs, those turn out to be a lot more dollars down the road – when you've gotten rid of excess fees, you've optimized, you know, you're know you not making the bankers fat, they can be all the 314 pound jockeys they wanna have. But when you think about this, the real goal of this and what it does is it just puts the individual in a better financial situation, in a position where they are more comfortable, they have more money, they can give more money, they can do whatever it is they want, simply because they just decided to look at the system and how it works and use it for their own benefit. So I love it. I
1: I, I truly think the individual investor has a greater advantage outside of all these packaged products. Not just a bank. We're we're talking about brokers, advisors, everybody in in between that has packaged products with a bunch of layers where they can't really see what's inside and are paying dearly for it. There's also huge tax consequences. You have involuntary taxes kicked out from some of these products. If you are the owner, you decide. Um, And what we're going to try to do as consistently as we can, we would invite you to smash that subscribe button, because we're going to give as much as we can of everything that we've learned is just a better understanding and and that everybody has access to this. Because I really do think that is the holy grail, a deeply informed simplicity. Because once you have peace of mind with these topics, all of a sudden the questions about the market are heard in an entirely different light, most of them as distractions, which they are.
0: I love it. I'm going to leave it there. If anybody has any questions, please leave a comment. Like Ryan said, please subscribe. Like the show. It helps us. Um, You can email us. We'd love to get in contact with you. Thanks, everybody. This show is brought to you by Freedom Day Solutions, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm advising individuals and families nationwide. Performance is not guaranteed and past results are not necessarily indicative of future performance. To learn more, visit freedomdaysolutions.com. This show contains general information that is not suitable for everyone and was shared for informational purposes only. Any forward-looking statement or opinion expressed is subject to change without notice. Nothing contained herein constitutes investment, legal, tax, or other advice, nor is it to be relied on in making investment or other decisions. Clients of Freedom Day Solutions may hold positions in the securities discussed.